Praise the Lord, Saints. Uh, let's look to let's look tonight at um I have to believe. I have to believe. Praise the Lord. Uh, many times we think that, you know, just things just happen on their own and they don't, not in your personal life, not with not according to the Bible. I mean you have to make your decision that you believe. So let's start here in Hebrews chapter um <clears throat> eleven and let's look down here at um verse six. But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So saints, you know, you can see right here, it's just impossible. I mean, if we don't believe, it's impossible to please him. Wow. You know, notice the other things you see here. It says, he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's two things, you know, believing that God is. You know, a lot of people, you know, it's just like, well, I believe there's a God. Well, it's more than just that. It's believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, he's speaking in reference of <clears throat> rewarding you. You know, you can go around all the time and say, well, you know, God will do this for somebody else, and God will do this for this person or that person. But what it boils down to is, <clears throat> excuse me, is that he will do it for you. Okay, uh, before we go any further right here, let's back up to the 10th chapter just a moment because it uh, <clears throat> it uh, brings out the same thing here. In the 10th chapter of Hebrews, uh, look over here at um, at verse uh, 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. And I wonder what he means by that. Well, we know what our confidence is, and we know what it means to just set it aside and cast it away. So in other words, it must mean something that we keep our confidence. Look at verse 36. <clears throat> you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Now, I wonder what patience is. You just put up with it? No, that's what we've been taught. Just, just put up with your problems and, you know, uh, just have patience, you know. No, you don't just put up with your problems. Notice what he said again in verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Praise the Lord. Now, I wonder what your confidence could be. Well, that your situation will turn around. Let's back up just a moment here. Even in the book of Hebrews, there's so many uh, wonderful verses here that uh, that help us out. Let's go to the fourth chapter. At the fourth chapter of Hebrews, and look down here at the very last verse, and notice what it says here. Let us come boldly to the very throne of uh, of God. And uh, well, actually, excuse me. Let me read it out of the King James here. Let us therefore come boldly unto the King, to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Notice, coming boldly. Wouldn't that mean that you have faith? Uh, when your situation, your looks hopeless or whatever, and the Scripture says for you to come boldly to receive uh, mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I mean, it didn't sound like you just go to God and just say, hey, Lord, by the way, I have a problem. I have a financial concern. I have a family concern. I have uh, a health concern. So just kind of whatever. No, we don't do just kind of whatever. We come to the throne of grace to get help in time of need. Now, help in time of need for any of those situations is not a pat on the back. I mean, we have just, we've just, decided that God just doesn't do anything anymore. And that is ridiculous. What you see God do in the scriptures is what you should expect him to do in your life. You know, I'm reminded of, uh, of uh, in 2 Kings, and we'll go over there, 2 Kings chapter uh, 5, and let's just see what's over here. There's a fellow over here by the name of uh, Naaman, okay? Now, I'm going to read here in uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. 
And let's start here at verse 1. Now, Naaman, captain of the host of the king uh, of Syria. See, he's not a Jew. We've got to get this. And we just think, you know, all oh, the Jews, they, they, they're the only ones. They're God's people. And God just does stuff for the Jews only. You know, that's because you don't read the Bible much. If you read the Bible, you'll find out that uh, Naaman was a real person. And he was not a Jew. And yet we're going to find out uh, what happened to him. So let's keep reading here. He was a great man of his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance into unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Oh, no. Wow. So what was wrong with him? He had some terrible skin problem. Wow. Look down at verse 2. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away a ca- brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Now, wait just a minute here. What is this little uh, Jewish girl? I mean, she's already a captive. She's now become a slave. And what right does she have to tell her master that God would heal him? Well, that's just how backward we are today. You know, we, we can go around and say God doesn't heal. And moreover, we can just say God won't heal me. I mean, you, you've hurt your ankle or whatever, or you're having trouble breathing, and you just walk around all the time and say, well, well, God won't heal me. Well, isn't that something? You know, people in the Bible that came to God, God would heal them, praise the Lord. Gee, you know, we have to do our part here, and that is to believe God. And, but, hey, as long as you believe God won't do something for you, and you believe that's in the Scriptures, like the Scripture says, thou shalt never be healed, you think it's in there somewhere, and, and thou shalt never get the help of the Lord when you need it, especially when your throat is hurting real bad or your head is splitting wide open or whatever. You know, you, you in essence, have faith that God won't do something for you, and guess what? You're going to have that in your life. Sometimes we just miss it. We just want to say, you know, it's, it's all up to God. And, saints, it's not all up to God. God here. Remember our first verse, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Let's keep going here in 2 Kings chapter 5 because this is in our Bible for a reason, you know. I can't think that this story is in here just because Naaman was just such a great uh, uh, leader in the army. I mean, no, that that's not even what the story's about. The story's about he's got leprosy, some sort of skin problem here, and it's pretty serious. But this little Jewish girl said, "You know what, boss, if you'd go back to Israel, uh, God would heal you of that leprosy. Wow. So anyway, uh, verse uh, verse 3 again. And she came, and she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that's in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus saith the maid uh, that is in the land of uh uh, that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to and go, and I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten uh, talents of silver and six thousand gold pieces of gold and ten chains of raiment. In other words, it sounded like he really believed he was going to get healed, didn't he? I mean, he's taken all this money. He wanted to, you know, reimburse the prophet for doing this great thing or whatever. He was planning on it happening. Well, I want to skip ahead a little bit because uh, uh, Naaman actually went to the king of Israel, and that's not where he needed to go. Uh, he needed to go to the prophet. But anyway, the prophet found out about it. So uh, let's see what happened. So in verse 10, and Elijah sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Now, I want to remind you again that this servant girl said, You know, Naaman, if you would go back to Israel, find you know the prophet, God would heal you. Well, do you notice the prophet didn't have a problem with that? 
And the prophet was like, oh, you need to be healed? Okay, yeah, here's what you do. Go jump the Jordan seven times. <laughs> anyway, verse 11, but Naaman was wroth, and he went away and said, behold, I thought, surely he will come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farfar, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? And he turned and went away in a rage. Do you notice he wasn't healed? Do you notice as long as he's thinking this way, you know, wow, I thought this and I thought that and I'm not going to do that. Guess what? He wasn't going to get healed, was he? I mean, it's according to the scriptures here. So in other words, Naaman had a part to play here. He was doing pretty good. He came to Israel immediately and he went right to this prophet, you know. He was right on course. But right here, he's not on course. Anyway, look at verse 13. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much more rather than uh, when he said to thee, wash and be clean? You know, I mean, do you see where this story, this scripture is going with it? The scripture is, is telling Naaman here, hey, uh, why don't you just do it? Why don't you just use a little faith here? You know, I, I think, you know, that as you begin to use your own faith in your life, to get over your struggles that are in life, whether it's uh, a physical uh, sickness or whatever. And you don't have to have it on something major like, I mean, my goodness, it's cancer. Um, but by, by all means, you need to be praying and get started. But, you know, you should be working on your struggles that you're having right now. If you're having a headache or if your back is hurting or whatever it is, I mean, why wait to something major? I mean, God will take care of the major for you, too. But, I mean, gee, if, if you start finding out that Jesus is very real in your life and will take care of your ailments right now, You'll be doing exactly what David said in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all thy iniquities and heals all thy diseases. Talking about himself, he heals all my diseases. Praise the Lord. Well, anyway, let's pick up here what happened. So anyway, uh, let's see. Verse 14. Uh, then went he down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the sayings of the man of God. And his flesh came again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Praise the Lord. I mean, what's all this about? Praise God. Well, I'll tell you what it's about. It's about your faith. Your faith matters. Let's go to the book of Matthew here. And in the book of Matthew, we're going to go to uh, <clears throat> chapter 9 here. And there were a couple of blind men that came to Jesus. And we're going to see what happened here. Oh, let's see. Uh, Matthew chapter 9. And uh, let's see. Let's get over here to... Uh, Verse 27, and Jesus departed thence. Two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this. Now, what kind of statement is that if your faith doesn't matter? Wow. Believe ye that I'm able to do this. Well, notice what they said. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Now, that's a bunch of wasted words. This must have been just the Lord's will. I mean, whatever the Lord's will is, just happens. Well, perhaps that's what you've been taught, but that's not the truth. The Lord's will doesn't just happen. I mean, think about it. God created the heavens and the earth, and he created man, and he told man, he said, Hey, listen, uh, of every tree in the garden you may freely eat, but don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the Lord's will for them not to eat of it. But what did they do? <laughs> they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I mean, you know, we just like to just say that because things we don't understand, it's and we think it, these things are they can't be controlled, and so it necessarily has to be the Lord's will. That's the reason a lot of times you read and you hear about on insurance forms or whatever, an act of God. I mean, because it's so great and so powerful, they just think, well, it's just the Lord's will. 
Well, no, it's not, praise the Lord. You know, I mean, uh, let me give you a for instance here. Let's go over to the book of Luke here. And in Luke chapter 13, I want to show you where Jesus brought up this same story. Luke chapter 13, look at verse 1. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Well, Pilate not only had Jesus crucified, but he had uh, some of these Galileans killed here several months before Jesus was crucified. And Jesus answered and said to them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such? Or in other words, you could say, it was the Lord's will that these Galileans, you know, be killed. Notice verse 3. He says, I tell you, nay. You know, that's horse talk, I like to say, for no. I mean, it's no. Notice, but he says, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Wow. Look at verse 4. Or those 18 upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and, and slew them. Think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay. But except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So in other words, here was 18 people that got in the way of a falling tower, and it killed them. And Jesus said, well, that wasn't the Lord's will, you know. But he said, you're going to perish the same way if you don't repent. In other words, something you do, you can trust God for help. We just get to thinking, you know, God made the heavens and the earth, and he did. And then we get to thinking that all this down here is just underneath his uh, sovereign uh, uh, reign, his sovereign rule or whatever. And saints, you've got to realize it's not. Remember Jesus when he, was, when he rose from the dead. Uh, Revelation chapter 1 says, Behold, now I have the keys of death and hell. I mean, that's sort of a wasted uh, thing to say if it wasn't. I mean, Jesus, you already had them. No, he didn't. He said he, when he rose from the dead, he said, Behold, now I have the keys of death and hell. Or what? Well, who had them prior to that? Well, if you read your Bible, you find out these things. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, and let's find out a little bit of uh, this, just a moment. In Hebrews, uh, let's go over here to Hebrews chapter uh, chapter 2, and it'll certainly enlighten us, enlighten us on this. Hebrews chapter 2, and uh, let's look down here at uh, verse 14. For as much then as, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. In other words, the virgin birth, he was born in Bethlehem. Jesus became a, a man like you and I. Notice he says that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. You ever heard of the word redemption? Redemption is a financial term, no matter if you're talking religiously from the Bible or if you've got a bunch of coupons you want to redeem, it's a financial term. Redemption is a financial term. It means to purchase. You and I were purchased, not for just to make God feel happy. Saints, the scriptures teach us that Satan had one-third of the angels launch an attack against heaven. Well, in Revelation 12, it tells us that uh, that attack didn't last long. You know, Michael and his angels fought against the devil and his angels. And I tell you what, Satan was cast out of heaven. He didn't last long at all. Jesus even says so himself in Luke chapter 10. He says, behold, I saw Satan uh, fall as lightning. I mean, he didn't last long at all. I mean, God is bigger and greater than Satan. But the trouble was, is that when man fell, he fell beneath this fallen being called Lucifer. That's the reason Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. See, there's only two types of children in the earth today. There's children of God and children of the devil. Doesn't it make sense that when Jesus said you must be born again? See, you, you, uh, when you give your life and heart to Jesus Christ, you're born into the kingdom of God. You're bought back 
and you've been rescued from the hand of the enemy. But, you know, a lot of times in our society, we try to just don't, well, you believe in a devil? Ha, ha, ha. You believe in creation? Ha, ha, ha. How immature. <laughs> Saints, these things are still true. God did create the heavens and the earth. It was not evolution. We did not come from monkeys. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anyway, uh, but these things are so. So it matters that, praise God, you've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and your faith makes a difference. Uh, let's go to, uh, in the book of Matthew here, uh, let's go back and let's look at uh, 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 chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8. Uh, okay, here we go, Matthew chapter 8. And let's look down here at, uh, uh, let's start here at verse Five, Matthew 8 and verse 5. Look what he says. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. That just meant he was paralyzed. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> verse 7. Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Wow. Wasn't that a close call? I mean, you know, it was not a close call. Jesus will heal you too. You know, if you get familiar with the Bible, you'll get so bold and you'll begin to say, you know, if God heals anybody, he's going to heal me. That's right. That's the attitude you should have here. But anyway, so uh, uh, Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. Before we go any further, look up at verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And I tell you, this is why great multitudes followed him. It's not because, well, you know, hey, Fred, did you get some help? Uh, no, Jesus didn't help me, but I want to follow him. You know, I, Jesus was helping everybody. Mercy. I tell you, we, we get the idea that Jesus somehow just picks and chooses and, uh, you know, out of 10 people, you know, he, uh, he'll he only heal one. No. Remember the story about the 10 lepers? Go show yourself to the priest. The 10 lepers, as they went, they were healed and only one came back and, and gave thanks. And Jesus said, were there not 10 that were cleansed? I mean, Jesus counted on all 10 of them being healed and they were, praise the Lord. Only one of them came back and said, hey, I want to thank you. And that was a Samaritan. I mean, mercy. Gee. I mean, remember, he's a half Jew. He's not even a full Jew. So I'd be like, well, you shouldn't have got those blessings. Oh, yeah, you should get these blessings. You know, if you're just a person, you should get these blessings because Jesus wants you to have them. Okay, anyway, back to Matthew chapter 8 here. Look at verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Think about that. If you will, Lord, you can make me clean. Do you want to make me well, Lord? Well, look at the Lord's answer, verse 3. And remember, this is in your Bible and my Bible. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Wow, is all I can say. You know, The Lord says here, I will. Woo, that's good. Okay, let's go down to the, the centurion, this uh, this army officer here. He had a servant who's now paralyzed. It looked like he's a young fella, too, and it uh, uh, looked like he just ruined his life and whatever. So anyway, notice Jesus said, I'll come and heal him, verse 7. So verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, um, should have come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. I'm telling you. Well, now, what's going on here? Well, I want you to notice uh, uh, one thing here. This centurion, he was not a Jew, okay? And uh, he said, I'm not worthy that you should uh, come under my roof. 
But you notice what the centurion did think he was worthy of, that you'll heal my servant. Well, see, that's the compassion of Jesus. We, we need to get this, too. We got all these, well, I, I made so many mistakes, you know, because I made so many mistakes, Jesus therefore won't heal me. I mean, that's so ridiculous. The ninth chapter of Matthew, another guy is paralyzed. They rip up the roof and they lower him in front of Jesus. The first thing Jesus tells that man is your sins are forgiven. I don't care what you have ever done. Jesus will forgive your sins and he will heal you. I mean, James chapter 5. Now, don't tell me you've never read James 5. No, really, I, believe me, I know many people have not read it. And that's the reason many people have struggled with healing, thinking God will not. Think about it, though. James 5, you can look at it for yourself, verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call the elders of the church. He said, is any sick? Is any sick? He didn't say, well, oh, my gosh, you better, you better find Jesus. But no, you just call the elders of the church. Well, the trouble is a lot of elders of church today do not read their Bibles and they do not know these things. Anyway, he says, is any sick among you, any sick, let that ring in your ears. Is any sick among you, let them, uh, let him call the elders of the church. And it says, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if he's committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him and the Lord shall raise him up. Praise God. Think about that. If you've ever made a mistake, don't worry. Jesus will forgive you. And then don't worry. He will heal you. Oh, that's the reason many people stay, 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 stay sick, because they believe that Jesus cannot forgive them for certain things because maybe their arm is still hurting. So therefore, they make an excuse and they go, well, my arm's still hurting. So I guess Jesus doesn't forgive me for something I did a long time ago. And what does that do? It kills their faith. They never do believe that it's the Lord's will to heal them because they've got this active pain in their arm. But the more you read the Bible, the more you will ignore that pain trying to tell you, it's your fault, it's your fault, you've made a mistake and God won't heal you. No, you'll be all the more excited knowing that God will heal you, and it doesn't matter that you have sinned or not. Anyway, let's go back here to Matthew. So anyway, Jesus told this centurion, I'll come to your house and I'll heal this boy. The centurion said, no, you don't have to do that. He said, I'm not worried that you should come under my roof, but I want you to speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Verse 9, for I'm a man under authority. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 8, verse 9. <clears throat> I'm a man under authority, having soldiers unto me, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to them that followed. In other words, this is a teachable moment, so let's just give Jesus credit for what he's trying to say here. Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Wow. Well, that was a pretty good indictment against the whole nation of Israel. But let's get back to what Jesus was pointing out here. This was called great faith. I wonder what great faith was. Well, think about it. This centurion said, Jesus, don't, don't come to my house. You just say the word and my servant will be healed. You know what? You and I both possess a Bible. and The Bible is so full of so many promises. God has already spoke whatever it is you have need of. All you need to do is just believe him, praise the Lord. And you'll see the same results, or you'll see that promise take place in your life. Now, now, now quit making excuses. This is God's word. This is not Richard A. Dare. This is God's word. Find the promise that you need. It surely wouldn't take you long. Read Psalm 1, Psalm 2, Psalm 3, Psalm 4, Psalm 5. Just keep going all the way to 10, all the way to 150 if you want to. You will find something in there that says 
God will fix something for you. And all you got to do is just say, Lord, I believe that. I believe that's going to be in my life. I believe this is mine. And then watch what happens. Well, anyway, let's keep reading here, Matthew chapter 8. So he says, I've been all over Israel and I've found so great faith like this. Verse 11, I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. Uh, and his servant was healed the selfsame hour. Now, let's don't let that slip away without making sure we got it. He said, Go your way, he told the centurion. And he said, uh, As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. Wow, sounds like your faith matters. Well, it does matter. It matters a whole lot, praise the Lord. you got to use your faith, praise God. You can't just say, well, you know, we'll just wait and see what happens. No, that's not what Jesus wants us to do. He wants to He wants us to actually believe, praise the Lord. Okay, uh, let's go a little bit further here in the book of Matthew, and I'll show you something else that's, that's pretty wonderful here. Uh, <clears throat> in Matthew chapter uh, 15, and let's start over here at, uh, look at verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Cana came out of the same coast and cried out unto them, unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Hey, send her away, for she cries after us. So it seems here that Jesus was not going to help her. This is such a wonderful story. Now, remember, she's not a Jew either, okay? Verse 24, and he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So in other words, your house is not going to get any blessings, only those who are descendants of Abraham. Wow. Look at verse 25. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. <laughs> you know, if we, if we just won't give up. Now, what would that be? That would be faith, right? See, your faith does matter. Watch what she did here. But he answered and said, it's not meat or it's not right to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Oh, my. Now he's called her a dog. Wow. Look what she did here, though. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. I mean, man, she was ready. She's not going to quit. And that's the story here. Are you going to quit just because you do not see the answer to your prayer? You know, and then they just say, well, I guess the Lord just doesn't. Don't you dare do that. Don't you dare do that. You hang in there. You don't take no for an answer. Now watch what she does here. Well, actually, verse 28, look what Jesus does. Then Jesus answered and said unto her. Notice it was then when she said that, okay? O woman, great is thy faith. Now let's don't talk about something that doesn't matter. Well, Jesus thinks it does matter. So he said, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Wow. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Wow. Isn't that something? Praise God. I'm telling you what. Uh, your faith actually matters. Woo. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's go back over to in the, uh, in the uh, let's see. Oh, uh, well, praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm still looking here in the, the uh, 
the book of Matthew. Let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 21, and let's look over here at verse uh, uh, 22. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get 21. Matter of fact, Matthew 21, and look at verse 21. We're going to get 22 as well. Jesus answered and said to them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith, well, of course, we don't believe there's faith. Faith doesn't matter. Well, yes, it does. Jesus said, if you had faith. Wow. Notice he didn't say, if you had Jesus. No, he said, if you have faith. You can have Jesus standing right beside you, but if you won't believe, it's not going to help you. Jesus said, if you have faith, you shall not only do, uh, and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Think about those words, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. I mean, we, we have to use our faith. You know, just because you see it, uh, there's, I mean, if you see something, it's, what do you need faith for? The book of Romans says, you know, what do you hope for? Uh, why hope for something that you can see? Romans chapter 8, you know. Uh, but anyway, look at verse 22. In all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, look at the next word, believing, you shall receive. I wonder what he means by believing. Well, let's go to Mark chapter uh, 11 and look at verse 24, and I think this will help us. Mark chapter 11 and verse 24, he says here, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Ah, now I know what I need to do. Notice he says, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Let's look in the Living Bible here just a moment see what it says right here in the Living Bible. Listen to me, he says. You can pray for anything, and if you believe you have it, it's yours. Wow. See, the responsibility is not up to God here. It's up to you and I. We have got to believe. One last scripture, and then we'll stop. Let's go to the book of Romans just a moment. <clears throat> yes, your faith matters. Uh, Romans chapter 10 here. And in Romans 10, let's look over here at, uh, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Look at, uh, let's start in verse 8. But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Sounds like believing is important, isn't it? Well, think about John three sixteen. Is there a part we play in that? God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever Ooh, there it is, yeah, yeah, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You've got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said later on in the book of John, he said, if you believe not that I am he, you will die in your sins. Well, you've made your decision that you believe that Jesus is your Savior, praise the Lord, and it's going to make a difference. You're not going to die in your sins. Now back to Romans chapter 10 here. Uh, that was verse 9. So verse 10 says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So something changes when you believe. Absolutely, praise God. Your faith matters. You know, Verse 11, the scripture says, Whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. There's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. You know, God will be rich unto you if you will just call upon him. Now, he didn't say just try and maybe God will say yes or no. He will be rich unto you if you call upon him. Verse 13 goes on to say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise God. I'll tell you what, saints, your faith matters. 
find you a promise today. Glory to God. I mean, read your Bible. Find out, find out what he says. Find out what he did to other people and say, Lord, I want that same thing in my life. And watch what he does. He'll get it to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that, Lord, that uh, <clears throat> even today, Lord, by your stripes we're healed. If there's anybody sick here uh, today, uh, I just want to thank you, Lord, that you make us well. Now, you promised that, and we just give you praise for it. You know, you said that you forgive all our iniquities, heal all our diseases. You said by your stripes we're healed. We just thank you for that. Lord, same thing's true concerning finances. If any of us are having trouble financially, Lord, you'll take care of us. Uh, our God, you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Lord, if there's any giants out there, any problems we might have surfacing, trying to ruin our lives, whatever they may be, David said in Psalm 18, I will, uh, I'll call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. So, Lord, we roll every burden over on you, and you'll take care of all our situations, all our problems whatsoever. We're asking you for your help. And that doesn't leave anything left for us but for us to go tell others about Jesus. Tell them what great things you've done for us. And there's a lot of great things you're doing for us. For these things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, praise the Lord.